So. I, I can't look at you. I know. That's, that's the whole point <laughs> of this intro have, is that we have to look at the ceiling. So, Caden, we're in the same place recording this podcast for the very first time. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Yeah, I don't really like it. I can see all of your pores. Well, <laughs> Not in a bad way, like in an HD way. Like, you're real here. Do you yeah. want to talk about my pores? No, they're perfect. There, there aren't any. It's it's like oh a mannequin. <laughs> Shit. You just covered my truth. I'm actually just a mannequin. No, we're together in person, and I think that's the most terrible thing we've done since starting this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally cannot bring myself I know. to look at you. I have to look into my bedroom. <laughs> For those listening at home, yeah, Caden's looking like 45 degrees past me. I have to have a thousand yard stare. I'm staring him directly yeah. in the eye because <laughs> I hate this personally that he's not looking at me. But like, I... Uh, <laughs> my eye. He's starfished out now on the floor. <laughs> podcast where we talk about the things we love to hate and hate to love. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Caden Carson. And I'm your other host, Rachel Warren. Rachel, Mm -hmm. what? uh, Open your big, beautiful bag of terrible things. Mm. Let me rustle around in here. Deliver unto me the gift that matches my soul. Ah, yes. (laughs) Wow, really? All that stuff in here. Yeah, Mm, let me see. What do we have? Today, um, I guess I want to start this off. This could be a little bit of a choose your own adventure podcast mm. thing for you, not okay. for them. You get to choose their. Yeah, to you, Caden. This is a choose their adventure podcast. That's debatably a much better. Well, it's uh, also kind of what setup. we always do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've got two things I want to talk about today, okay. and one of them is I don't know. One of them is a little realer than the other. Okay. So where do we want to start? Let's let's start let's start light. You start know? light. Okay. Let, let's get the fluff out of the way mm. so we can really uh, really dive deep later sink on. Sink our teeth into it. Yeah, get into the meat of the damn thing. I love that. Suck out all the marrow. Yeah. Oh. Mm. All right. Uh, so I want to talk to you today about something that I've hated for a long time, and it's very difficult. It's I guess this is another one of those times where I'm going to come to you and say, Caden, mm-hmm. I hate this, but I'm not sure why, and okay. I need your help figuring okay. it out. Yeah. Um. So something I really hate is. There are two kind of concepts here that go hand in hand. Okay. Um, people playing animals on stage. So people okay. acting as animals on stage or... So the whole movie of cats. Or talking animals in a world where there aren't that many talking animals. Oh, yes. I feel like... And I think especially people playing animals on stage, in, it's particularly when there are human characters. Because like in cats, mm. it doesn't bother me because they're all fucking cats. So oh, doesn't cats matter. doesn't bother you. <laughs> Oh my god, we don't have time to get into this because listen, as a teen, I was cats obsessed. Oh. I have an autograph from the original Broadway Mr. Mistopheles. Um, <laughs> like I, I was obsessed with cats, oh so god. we don't have time to get into it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so like for that first one, people playing animals on stage. One time when I was in high school, I saw this play where all of the characters were human characters mm-hmm. except for one who was a human in a dog costume playing a dog. So, like, we're talking all fours, we're talking barking and sniffing, we're talking, like, lifting a leg to pee on stuff, and, like, bear in mind, this was a professional 
production. I'm not going to say where. Um, but, like, this was a professional production. And it fucking, that aspect of it, the show itself was really good. That aspect of it fucking sucked. Yeah. It was a human adult woman <laughs> dressed as a dog running around sniffing people's stuff and, like, pointing with her nose and, like, one leg out, like, wagging a tail. Like, it was too much, my dude. Like, why is that necessary? Why is that necessary? Why, why, why do didn't they need just, the dog? Why, A, why do we need the dog? B, right. could we get an actual dog? Like, C, what's... could we get a prop dog? Did the... <laughs> just a little stuffed yeah, animal. Yeah, like, or like a goddamn puppet. Like, I'm not yeah. opposed to that. Why did the dog solve the mystery? Is that why? No. Usually the dogs are like Scooby Doo. No, and like the dog, I think was from what I remember was like not even that pivotal of a character. Like the dog, it was a companion character and part of the story, but like the dog was not that pivotal of a character. I think it was like the director's like niece or something. <laughs> no, she was a grown ass woman. This was not a child. Old niece. Old niece. This is my old niece. She's going to play the dog. Yeah, she she came to the acting game late, but she really wants to be involved. And she barks super good. Oh, she, and she, Have heard her bark several times. And she's just really good at sniffing. Great at chasing. Uh, I sometimes throw a ball for her all day. <laughs> this plot twist is that kid who like was like on all aspects except physical. I am a wolf. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's definitely... It's uncomfortable. It's, but, like, sure. why is it so uncomfortable, you know? Like, what's so cringy about that? I can't quite tell. Well, I mean, it... <laughs> I mean, I know why. I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. Okay. So I, for me, like, that is reminiscent of people, like, of, like, kink. Of, like, people, of like kink like, culture. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, of, like, people, like... That's fair. When you mix it in, it gets a little kink it, culture. It, yeah, it yeah. gets... Like, in a play, like, it is in its place, so it's fine. Yes. But pretty much any other context where you see someone acting like a dog, you're like, oh. That's so true, though! <laughs> this is, this but is like, a kink thing. That's a very good point. <laughs> like, so maybe that's why the discomfort. Yeah, that's why it's like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That kind of makes sense. And I think also it's just, like, it's just, yeah, it's seeing an adult human being walking around on all fours and sniff and stuff and like literally the lifting the leg to pee is the worst and they made that, that joke like the... four times oh good um and it's just like <laughs> that that to me was too much yeah um because it's just it's very awkward it's like am i supposed to enjoy you i don't know what to do with you i know that you know that i know that you know what you're doing like we both are on this escalated playing field of awareness <laughs> it sucks ass yeah no that's that's pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, especially if the character doesn't serve a legitimate purpose outside yeah. of, like, comic relief yeah. dog human. Yeah. It seems... Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit like, uh, like, are you familiar with the show Into the Woods? Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, so there's that, there's the cow Milky White, and I've seen their, yeah, Jack's cow that he has to sell at market is mm. named Milky White, and, gotcha. like, normally that's a prop cow that Jack, mm-hmm. like, drags around on wheels. Gotcha. Um, it'll, but in productions, especially in lower budget productions, maybe for schools and stuff, if they can't afford to build a Milky White, they'll have a kid in a cow costume do it. Um, and that's not great. <laughs> not great because Milky White suddenly, I think part of it is also that makes Milky White become a character rather right. than a prop. Rather, rather than a, just a cow. Yeah, which I don't like. <laughs> I don't, I don't love that. Um, but so I guess the other dynamic to this, 
um, that I want to talk about is when there are animals that talk in a universe, and this is usually tends to be in like animated series mm-hmm. or movies. Um, but when there's when there are talking animals in a world where not most animals talk, right. so like the prime example of this for me is Swift Wind in Shira and the Princess of the Tower. Okay. Um, the horse speaks mm-hmm. with the voice of an adult man, which I like that not. I, I like I like when Pikachu in the Pikachu God I hate that is just Ryan, it's Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. It's I very hate good. that. That's one of the reasons I'll probably never see that movie because like I hate that. Oh, but it's so funny. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's prime comedy. Really, really <laughs> good acting, good writing. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. What I want to talk about is like how weird it is when there's an animal that talks and there are human beings around them that talk and none of the animals talk. Yeah. It just feels very forced. And it may, that character, that animal character almost always becomes comic relief. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little bit like, why can't we just have better jokes? Yeah. I guess, like... Yeah, like, why does the animal need to talk? Why does the animal need to talk? Because there's definitely a lot of animals that don't talk but have distinct personalities. Yes, and that's wonderful. And yeah. I'm there for that. Um, or, like, if we acknowledge that the animal talking is unusual, like uh, Doug in Up, not a problem. Mm-hmm. But it's when we're just like, ah, oh, this animal talks and like has an attitude. <laughs> like that's always the character, you know? They're always like, yeah. and it's just too much. <laughs> they, I think it's even maybe less that they're an animal and more just like the character by default of existing becomes deeply cringy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nah, Brian Brian Griffin, the dog. Family Guy, great character, great, great, show. great show. Family Guy is a really good show <laughs> that I love and have watched. For some reason, that was the first one that came to mind. Yeah, no, that's so <laughs> fair though. That's one of those things about Family Guy, other than the whole concept of Family Guy, that makes me not want to watch Family Guy. <laughs> I I propose moving mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. No more, no more people playing animals on stage. Listen, if you are a director of a play right now, look me in the eye. Look at me. Mm-mm. I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking, it would be easier to just put a kid in a cow costume from Milky White. <laughs> I am telling you now, you're going to hell. Don't do it. <laughs> going straight to hell. Plus, that kid then has to fucking, like, think about the kid also. They have to be Milky White. Don't do that. Don't put that on them. Because Milky White has no lines. Sooner or later, they're going to try and moo. And you're going to have to nip that in the bud. Don't. Don't make your. Don't put yourself in that position. And then second off. Encourage that. Encourage the mooing? Foster that creativity. Mm. That's getting in character. You know what? I will respect it if if someone is method acting as a cow. They go home and they eat hay. Yeah. And by home, we mean the barn. (laughs) They go to the stable outside of their home that they've built just for this role. Yep. And then they eat. Hay. They ask. They they moo at the farmer until the farmer feeds them oats from a little can. Exactly. Yeah. Um. That is the sort of commitment that I would if like. If they're to see. gonna, yeah. If they're gonna, if they're gonna Daniel Day Lewis it. Exactly. Cast them because exactly. that is worth its weight in gold. Really. Yes. That is a kid playing a cow worth their weight in gold. I have decided that I want a play that is just humans. Being animals. Well, but that would be that would be that, cats. That would be cats. That would be but cats. They all method acts. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like it's like a social experiment uh-huh. where like they're not only in this play, they're living it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they form factions every night. It's a little different. Yeah, exactly. I they, want a production of Cats where they all have to be cats for the rest yes. of the time. Yes. Yes. And I feel like that. That's so good. 
you know, it takes something we know and love and turns it even more so into art. It really elevates it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it becomes it becomes kind of a Joseph Bowie's, you know, it locked yeah. in the cage with the coyote type thing. I want the same exact cast as the like live action cats movie. Yeah. In, so especially I, I Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo, Taylor Swift. Yeah. I want them to method yeah, Ian McKellen, act. Judy Dench. I want them all to method act. I listen, Sir Ian McKellen, <laughs> I need you to eat meow mix. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to ring a little bell when you have to pee. <laughs> I need you to do that. Yes. Otherwise, like, are can you really call yourself an artist? Yeah, are you is it art what you're doing or is it just playing pretend, you know? I think you really need to dive in a little deeper. Get a tail, coward. Yeah. Surgically, Surgically get a tail. Get a tail, coward. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so, okay. So, new rule for the future mm-hmm. then. No humans playing animals with humans on stage. Unless they're method acting. Yes. Okay. Second rule. Yeah. No more animated animals that can talk in worlds where there aren't many talking animals. And that might be a full stop for me. I think... I think no more CGI animals. Whoa. Only humans. Whoa, that's a bold method, fucking take. Method acting. Yeah. As as whatever the animal is. So so CGI humans playing CGI animals. Well, that's pretty good. So like so like <laughs> in, in, you're saying in up instead of a golden retriever for Doug, we have a human. Yeah, it's a, an animated it's, human. It's a CGI of Prince. Yeah. <laughs> We all just pretend it's a dog. And everyone, it's like all the CG characters are acting on a stage. (laughs) And that CG character has to method act the animal. Yes. And we need that in the deleted scenes in the making of. We have to figure out how Prince would have approached method acting as Doug from Up. And then we have to create that. And then listen, you can't even think about the character not method acting. Exactly. They right. have to be an animal that is just looks like a person, you know? Mm-hmm. For all intents and purposes, they're a dog that can talk, but they look like a person. Right. Yeah. They look exactly like Popstar oh Prince. Oh god, it's so good. They look exactly like Popstar Prince. Only Prince, though. No, I think we could get, we could get. What, who get else could we get? Them. Whose likeness do you think we could get for this little gambit? Because I think it's good. Well, they already did, um... You know Jason Derulo is itching for fame enough that he'd do it. <laughs> he would just do the <laughs> like he, like he's still around, but he's yeah. gonna do the CG yeah, version of himself. He anyway. wants to be famous so bad. He's craving that that yeah. relevance again. And it, he he does like the C, the CG does method act as yeah. whatever animal it is. Yes, I'm casting Jason Derulo as Babe in the movie Babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm into it. I'm so yeah, into it. So Jason Derulo's Babe. But with just one slight change, the mm. babe does say, Jason Derulo, <laughs> um, sometimes. But only sometimes, and you never know when, it'll just pop into a conversation. Yeah, it's just whenever they think oh Jason would have done it. Yeah, he, babe's trying to herd all the sheep, and instead of doing the like whole herding thing, he just goes, Jason Derulo. <laughs> like, I also think uh, Bob Barker is an obvious choice for this, if only for his last name. <laughs> <laughs> the only <laughs> oh man yeah um and maybe also Kaylee Cuoco I don't know who that is she plays Penny on the Big Bang Theory oh okay <laughs> yeah that's good yeah I um 
There's so many. It's such a fruitful landscape we're picking from, right? True. We have our pick of the litter, the actual litter, yeah. you know, because that's what we'll be calling casting calls now. <laughs> this picking of the litter. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke. Like, I want to see Larry King. Yes. As yes. Maybe mm-hmm. like one of like Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. love to see Larry King. As God, Caesar wow, from nailed Planet it fucking one. That's so good. Wow. Yeah. Hey Larry. <laughs> hey Larry, I know that you're listening. And I I think that the best thing for all of us is if you don that gorilla suit now, buddy, just show us what you got. Well, it has to be CG. I know, but I it's yeah. motion capture what we're doing with Larry. It's motion capture what we're doing. Rachel, Rachel Larry, Larry died. When did Larry King die? <laughs> like, like a year ago. Oh no. Oh no. Uh oh. We're not. Well, you know, I'm going to steer away from every joke I was about to make. Kaden, take it. Hate it. Okay, well, I just want to add that Caesar is exactly the same as he was in Planet of the Apes, except played yeah. by Larry King. Yeah, I think that's really um, good. But with a small addition of Caesar does now have Larry King's suspenders. Yes, 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 God, yes. <laughs> like, and they like, seem to be holding up his, like, bottom half. The bottom it's half of his gorilla it's suit. Insinuating that it's a gorilla suit. <laughs> the top half is so lifelike that it probably is a gorilla, but you can't tell for sure. Yeah. The power of CG, baby. Andy yeah. Circus could never. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Once again, we've just saved the movie industry. You're welcome, Hollywood. (laughs) Hollywood, I'm not even asking or begging. I'm just telling you to give us a deal. I know. Cut us a deal. We'll consult. We'll write. We'll act. We'll do it all, baby. We're just a well of knowledge. We are. (laughs) We are. Tap into this. (laughs) You have it at your fingertips. Yeah. Kaden, what's your first thing? So, my first thing is. We don't have to continue this if you don't want to, but I would like to start. I would like to start a segment. Yes, another segment. Yeah, I maybe have too many segments. At you this only point. have one segment. No, you have two segments. You have this. You have mascots in the ball zone. I guess in the ball zone. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah. Um. Well, then, great. We have room. We in have room be- to grow. We have room in our beautiful family. Don't limit yourself. Um. So I want to start a segment called Missed Connections, um, because. Craigslist infamously yes. deleted their missed connections page. Which is probably for the best. Which is probably for the best. So we're opening one here? So we're opening one here. Oh my god, yes! Um, but, like, the, like missed connections, I feel like, got construed as, like, uh, a romantic thing. Yeah, like, hey, I, you yeah. were hot, yeah. and I was a, a coward. And I didn't talk to you. Yeah. Which, like, that's not, that's not, for me, that's not what missed connections is about. Missed connections is about... Like, you have someone that you don't have a way of contacting mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. need to tell them something. You need to get a hold of like, them. Like, you desperately want to tell them something. Yeah, and maybe um, you want it to be anonymous. And you need maybe. someone else to deliver that to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, for now, it's just, like, we can use it. Yes. Um, people, like, if you want to send in your misconnection. Yeah, send uh, in your misconnection. Yeah, if there's anyone that you would like uh, to send a message to We know podcast, that they're listening because we are wildly popular. Yeah, pretty much everyone listens to this. Yeah, here's the deal. If you want your misconnection to hear this, you have to share this podcast <laughs> with everyone you exactly. know. Help us build that listenership and we'll help you find what you're looking for. Um, anyways, um, so... I want to start us off yeah. um, with, with a missed connection that Ooh. I have. 
Uh, so I I have a I have one that I want to just like start us out with yeah. so we can like just like establish this baseline this segment. Yeah. Um, Wait, does the segment have a song? No, I don't. I don't have a song for for this we one. We need it. We can we can come up. We'll with workshop one. it. Yeah. Um, I was about to start singing. I'm glad I didn't. Do you want you want it? No. You want to take a crack at it? No, I'm glad I'm glad I didn't start singing. Okay. Um, uh, so anyway. <laughs> Um, so th- this one goes out to, uh, Natasha. Okay. Maybe Vicky. Oh, those are two very different names. They're two very different people. Oh! And I can't remember which one this, this happened, uh, with. So, okay, um, okay. when I was in the, uh, I just, I need to apologize. Oh my god! Apologize. Yeah, celebrity, celebrity, uh, apologies are in. They've been Is in this, for Yeah, a few wait, years. I'm gonna need you to get your iPhone out and read from yeah. the notes app yeah. if you want. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm re- yeah, I am reading this from my typed notes app yeah. apology. Yeah, we'll post that on, on Instagram later so everyone can <laughs> make sure that you're being held accountable. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, so this is an apology to probably Natasha. But maybe um, Vanessa. But, Oh, Vicky. Vicky! Pro- oh, God. Vicky. Uh, Sorry, Vanessa, maybe, also, maybe for looping you in. Sorry, Vanessa. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens, get out of here. Oh, my God, Vanessa, <laughs> what are you doing in here? I'm not apologizing to Vanessa No, Hudgens we stole her anything. on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, um, so when I was in, uh, I think this happened when I was in seventh grade. Oh, God, um, we're digging deep here. Yeah, we were, yeah, this one has bothered me ev- wow, every day. Wow, you've been day. carrying this load for a long I've time. Been, yeah, and I... This is, is that what these are here for in case you cry? That there's tissue paper on, on Caden's coffee table. I assume it's in case he cries while he confesses. Yeah. Um, it's in case you cry. Oh, Because God. of my, my beautiful, beautiful confession. Wow, yes. Can't wait for this exemplary um, confession. Yeah, so, anyways, from... <laughs> uh, so when I was in the seventh grade, uh, we were having a, a school assembly. Mm-hmm. I went to a K through eight, so oh, it was right. a uh, pretty small. It was a very small school. Yeah. And so it was like a whole school like assembly, yeah. which like we could fit everyone in the school in the cafeteria because wow. it was how many a kids? Slam. That's a hundred, two hundred. Wow, not like very that. many kids. Not very many for a K um, through eight. Good lord. Yeah. Good lord. Like there were ten people in my grade. Oh my god! Um, in your whole grade? In my grade, there were ten people. Ten, ten. Well, maybe eleven. Jesus. A kid moved. Okay. 11. Okay. All right. <laughs> eleven. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, but it would always fluctuate between like ten and like thirteen. Okay. So. Um. Anyways. Uh. So the whole school's in in the in the cafeteria for the uh, for the school assembly where they do like student of the month yeah. perfect attendance awards. Oh yeah. Um, and so, uh, this girl, Natasha, won, won an award, um, I don't remember which one it was, uh, but maybe student of the month. Okay. Um, but she was, she was absent. Oh, no, um, there goes her attendance award. Yeah, well, that's why I think it's student of the month, not attendance, because <laughs> it would have been very ironic, but also. <laughs> really funny. Yeah. Um, that's, that's always a classic. Um, but, no, I think it, I think it was student of the month, um, and so, they like were like, oh, is like Natasha here? And people were like looking around, and they were like, oh, like like no, she's not here. And then I was like being like kind of the jokey clown oh, no. that that I was. Um, I was in my head when I made this joke. I was trying to think of a disease that sounded like a fake funny disease, right? Oh shit! And so I was like, I'm like buckled in. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said. Pretty loudly. Oh, <laughs> Not, I don't think everyone in the cafeteria heard this, 
but enough heard it. Oh god. Um, and I said, I said, oh, she's not here. She has gonorrhea. Oh my god, Kaden! I didn't know what gonorrhea Kaden! was. Oh my god! I and thought... you told the whole school this poor girl had gonorrhea. I didn't know. You are going straight to hell. That's fucking horrible. Oh my god! That's the first actually terrible thing I've ever heard of you doing. I believe so. Oh, but here's, no! here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. No one else in that room knew what gonorrhea was either, except for the other like seventh and eighth. The players. older kids knew the, what the it was. The older kids knew what it was, but there's like max fifteen of them. <laughs> there's like twenty oh, of them. And the teachers. <laughs> and the, te the, and teachers the teachers all fucking knew. The teachers definitely. You knew. just told all of that kid's teachers she had gonorrhea. But I didn't know what gonorrhea was. How? I I was in seventh grade. I, I knew didn't what gonorrhea know. was in the seventh grade. Why oh, didn't they teach you that in home congr class? Congrats on having sex ed at your school. Did they not teach you what gonorrhea was? In not in class? seventh grade. Probably, really? We probably learned that in eighth grade. Okay, okay, okay. Um, fair, fair, fair. Anyways, uh, not a lot of sex ed happening in rural Northern California. <laughs> so, congrats, Medford. You beat them at one thing, <laughs> and it was teaching me what gonorrhea was, um, but notably so anyways, leaving out the female I'd, orgasm. I'd, I'd, <laughs> so I'd heard of it, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was it's like a pneumonia. funny sounding it's word. It's a funny gonorrhea, word. Gonorrhea. It sounds enough like diarrhea to be yes, funny. It's yeah. objectively a funny <laughs> word. And so I said that. And then some other kid was like, like, he thought it was funny, but he was like, LOL, like STD. And I was like, wait. What? <laughs> I was oh, like, wait, shit, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, this is an STD? <laughs> okay, here's the thing, though, is like, the way you were reacting to it, it is like I ruined her life. That did not No, happen. she was in the seventh or eighth grade. You did not no, ruin her life. No, and like no one believed that. No. Like no one actually No, you just said, you ruined real. your life in I real. I look like yeah. an asshole You look like here. a dick. She like, was fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one thought, no one thought that that was real. Yeah. I looked like an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Did you get I, in trouble? No. No? <laughs> no. I got like made fun of by the other kids. Yeah, right, which is trouble enough. Yeah, right, that teacher was like, I don't need to do anything to Kaden. He's going to get it from the <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if the You're other You're like, there's that kid who doesn't know what gonorrhea is. Yeah, <laughs> like, I... <laughs> but anyways, I would like to apologize wow. uh, to Natasha for, for saying that. I didn't I didn't know what gonorrhea was, and I shouldn't have made any jokes at all. Um, but sorry that I didn't know. I know I, I would like... To, in the Notes app apology, yeah. I would like to say I've grown a lot since then. Yeah. I have really. since, I've since learned what gonorrhea is. <laughs> Um, and I think that that makes all the difference yeah. in my application of that word yeah. and saying who has and who doesn't have wow. that. It's a lot of growth. Yeah. So I, um, that was a different me from a long time ago. <laughs> um, and like, I've done a lot of growing. Um, and you continue to hold yourself accountable. Yes. And right? I continue to hold myself accountable. And I just want to say, I'm sorry to the Natasha's that I've hurt. Um, it was not my intention, um, <laughs> to cause any harm. Um, so yeah. That's, wow. That's misconnections. That's misconnections. If you have any mis misconnections, like off the top of your head yeah. that, that you want to- Me? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm okay. sure I do. Okay, but like, feel free to, br to bring, let to me, bring any. I don't know whenever. if, I, like, uh, let me think. Yeah, I guess, uh. I guess I, I guess I have a little, I don't know if this is going to be funny or not, so maybe we're going to cut this whole thing. Okay. Okay, uh, so there was a boy I liked in the sixth grade. I don't believe it. 
I know, right? <laughs> Coming from me? Crazy. <laughs> uh, there was a boy I liked in the sixth grade. His name was Levi. Um, he was a new kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I I took that opportunity, having been at a K-6 school mm-hmm. and been at that whole school my whole childhood, um, that the new kid opportunity was very alluring. Yeah. Very excited about yeah. this new handsome boy in our class yeah exactly exactly which is what mama was looking for (laughs) (laughs) um so i told my friend caitlin that i had a crush on levi and Mm -hmm. it was this whole thing and we would talk about it for like the first like month of school we were talking about all the time like rachel's crush on levi and like i was in sixth grade and i was ready to go out with a boy Mm -hmm. i was ready to go out with a boy and i was ready for him Mm -hmm. to ask me out because i was not going to do it right um which is hilarious um but uh so so but somehow i don't oh i remember caitlin convinced me i think to leave him a note Mm, that mm -hmm. told him that i liked him and wanted to go out with him okay um and so i did that i think i left it in his desk okay or i think maybe i dropped it i can't fucking remember how this happened um all i know is that Mm -hmm. levi found out i liked him yes and Here's the kicker. I think I left it around lunchtime. And instead mm-hmm. of giving me an answer, yeah, Levi told everyone that I liked him. Oh, Levi told everyone that I liked him yeah. and that I wanted to go out with him and that I had left him a note. Um, and of course I was fucking mortified. Like right. and that was that was secret information. Yeah. If he wasn't gonna say yes, then he mm-hmm. needed to t- say nothing at all. Right. Um, and so like. After school that day, Levi tried to, like, get my attention and talk to me, and I was having none of it, Katie. Yeah. I literally, I've never ignored, he was, like, very audibly, like, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. I just fucking <laughs> walked away. I was, like, didn't even turn. I was yeah. not going to do this. Um, and then Levi left me this note the next day in my desk mm-hmm. that said um, that he was so sorry and that he should have talked to me first, and that he he really did want to go out with me, and he was wondering if I would give him a second chance, to which I said, no! That's good. Absolutely not! Yeah. Um, but I guess I just want to... I'm proud of sixth grade you for yeah, turning that one down. absolutely not. I was not going to go out with Levi. Well, as it turned out, at that time in his life, he was still a nose picker, and that we found <laughs> that out later, so really touched a bullet. Um, <laughs> But I guess, uh, you, Levi, if you're listening to this, I do forgive you for, <laughs> for that. I don't know if I told you I forgave you at the time, because I think I was kind of bitter. But I, I do forgive you for that. Um, and I, I hope you're doing well. And uh, I don't know. No, I'm not going to say <laughs> I'm not even going to joke about hit me up sometime. Absolutely do not hit me up, but I hope you're doing well. Levi, I hope that you use tissues now. Yeah, and I hope I hope that the next time a girl told you that she liked you, you fucking said something to her, my dog. Good God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there you go. All right. Yeah. Well, that's really what that's really what misconnections is about. <laughs> it's all about forgiveness. Reconnecting, <laughs> reconnecting with the ghosts of your past, whether they're ghosts yeah. that haunt you or ghosts that you haunt. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm, that's not how ghosts work. <laughs> that you'd like us to talk about on the show um 
And I don't know, would we ever have someone on the show to talk about their misconnection? That'd be great. That'd be I'd really fun. That. Yeah. Um, if you have a misconnection that you want to talk about on the show, this is a great opportunity to actually, uh, first off, if you want us to just talk about it, um, hit us up with our email, um, theterriblepod at gmail.com. Um, also feel free to slide into our DMs at our podcast is terrible on Instagram. And if you would like to be heard on the show, in our Instagram bio, there's an anchor profile um, where you can leave us a voice message, actually, which we've never utilized yeah, before. Um, true. So if you'd like to be heard on the show and leave us a voice message um, and maybe have a chance to appear on Terrible, leave us a voice message on our anchor profile. You can find that in our Instagram bio, um, and we'll see how that goes. Comment, come on in with those misconnections. Yeah. We need to talk about Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. Um... We need to talk about Indiana Jones. Now I want to start this off yeah. by saying that those movies are a hoot and a half. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford could absolutely get it any time of day in any type of way. <laughs> um, and that's that on that. Okay. But. Um, I would like to add that I am exactly like Indiana Jones. Wow. In that, or we both hate snakes. I hate snakes. Do you hate snakes? I hate snakes. Is that real? That's real. I, are you doing a bit or is that I'm real? Not, I'm not <laughs> doing a bit. I hate snakes so much. Really? Why? Yeah. Uh, I'll maybe I'll talk about it sometime. Cool, yeah. Maybe you'll talk about snakes on terrible. Yeah, I like maybe, that. maybe I will. Okay, so um, you and Indiana Jones are alike in that you hate snakes and every other way. Are you sure you want to say that right now with what I'm, I'm, I'm about to do here, Rachel? I'm thinking about it. I'm yeah. thinking about Indiana Jones yeah. as a character. The yeah. time, the time period that the movies are from. Yeah, like the sort of people that made them. Sort of his whole deal uh-huh, and like uh-huh, what uh-huh. he does, uh-huh. like with all the theft and yeah, yeah, yeah. All the like. It's really fun that you're going through my whole bit right now uh-huh. before I've gotten to say. Any of the things in my bit. Well, well, that's okay. You can do this one if yeah. you want. You want to do yeah, this thing? Yeah, you segment? want me to take it over? Yeah, take, yeah. go ahead and take, a, uh, take over my segment here. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, go me, ahead. me and Indiana Jones are the same. Okay. And now that we've established that, I'm about to tell you how problematic fucking Indiana Jones is. Yeah. And so, like, I'll, I'll, I'll put a gentle warning on this. He's problematic for real reasons, and I am going to talk about them a little. Um, just so you know. But I still think we can laugh at Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I think together we can laugh at him. Yeah. And about how much you're like him, um, apparently. <laughs> so, Indiana Jones, he is yeah. the world's worst archaeologist slash anthropologist. Are you kidding me? We start Raiders of the Lost Ark by Indiana Jones being led by a member of the culture from which he is stealing through the temple to get to the idol. And then he jacks it from that culture. And apparently we're supposed to think he's cool just because he's not the corporate slime dude who wants it. Uh And like, because it belongs in a museum or what the fuck ever. But like, those people are still there, dude. Those people still exist, Indy. What are you doing? Um, And so like, I just think that's so fucking shitty. And so I was kind of wondering, where did the concept come from? Where did this character... What was he born of? Was he uh, inspired by real people? What's the deal? Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess coming into this, I kind of assumed there would be, like, some deep personal uh, connection or, like, true story connection um, that really influenced Indy. But Mm -hmm. there's – it it turns out there isn't necessarily one place where that – where he stems from. Gotcha. Um, But according to the Wikipedia that mentions lots and lots of interviews with Lucas and Spielberg Mm – in addition to many real-life archaeologists, which, uh, you know, anthropology was the very problematic field for a long time, and a lot of people were doing stuff that was really shitty, mm-hmm. um, and getting into cultures that were still alive and 
fucking shit up. Um, so, like, in addition to some of those very real archaeologists, there were also a couple of characters that Spielberg and Lucas specifically um, were inspired by. And the first mm-hmm. one um, is uh, Alan Quartermain from King Solomon's Mine, which is an 1885 novel by A.H. Sorry, H. Ryder Haggard. Um, and the description of the character from this wiki. Physically, he is small, wiry, and unattractive, with a beard and short hair that sticks up. His one skill is his marksmanship, where he has no equal. Quartermain is aware that as a professional hunter, he has helped to destroy his beloved wild free places of Africa. In old age, he hunts without pleasure, having no other means of making a living. Like, (laughs) first off, fuck you, dude. Get a new job. I don't care if marksmanship is the one thing you're good at. Learn a new skill, buddy. Take up baking. Yeah, come on. Take up baking, Alan. Like, good (laughs) God, there's so many things you could do that aren't poaching. (laughs) So apparently... That character, there's there's a series of adventure novels with Alan Quartermain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so perhaps it was just this uh, normal guy, semi-normal guy who's really, really good at one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I see that character inspiration in The Adventures of Indiana Jones. Um, yeah. Even though Indiana Jones is notoriously deeply, deeply hot, and I'm not the only one who thinks that. <laughs> it's like one of the first things we learn about him in the movie is that he's so hot that his students write love you on their eyelids and blink at him slowly. Um, <laughs> so like... Like, listen, we all know it. Um, but apparently, another inspiration, and this one really surprised me, mm-hmm. Scrooge McDuck. Mm-hmm. Scrooge McDuck <laughs> is a huge inspiration for Indiana Jones. Really influenced character. Interesting. Yeah, so, I don't know, outside of DuckTales, I really didn't know much about Scrooge McDuck yeah. as a character. Um, and so I was actually kind of surprised to learn that, like, Scrooge McDuck started off as a one-off character. Um, in like mm-hmm. a Donald Duck film, yeah. um, and then people really responded, and so Scrooge McDuck had a whole line of comics, oh. um, like a whole line of comics in which it is explained um, that Scrooge McDuck does a ton of adventuring, and he's kind of a treasure hunter, um, huh. and he speaks like bunches and bunches of languages. Also, it was explained that like it would take him. And apparently, one of the comics it's mentioned that it would take him six hundred years to go broke if he lost a billion dollars every second. So he's. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Check it out, Bezos. Like, woo, he's giving you a run for your money. <laughs> Bezos is trying to become... Scrooge McDuck is an inspiration for Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so Scrooge McDuck does a lot of adventuring. And so, and, and the treasure hunting aspect, I think, specifically, is yeah. one of the things where that really checked out. Um, so those comics were a massive influence on Indiana Jones. Uh, but so Indiana, I mean... He was written to be fallible and human on purpose. Like, you mentioned mm-hmm. the fear of snakes. They wanted to make sure he had weak points Yeah. Um, that he would run into, but that wouldn't make him so weak that he wasn't someone people would look up to. Right. Um, and so, so they were trying to balance this character in this, like, he's a human, he's a professor, he's like a normal guy, but mm-hmm. also he's, you know, really exciting, and we believe that he would carry a bullwhip and do all these tricks and mm-hmm. kill Nazis, la la la. Um, so, like, they wanted to try and balance him out. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want him to be a superhero. They wanted him to have flaws and mistakes and goof-ups. However, I don't think they intended him to be a literal colonizing yikes. Um, because yeah. I think at that time, colonization was still kind of considered a good thing, which is yeah. also a big yikes. Yeah. Um... In a 2018 article from Hyperallergic called The Casual Colonialism of Lara Croft in Indiana Jones, <laughs> yeah. um, Daniel A. Gross calls the genre of character and narrative the archaeological adventure. And it's a whole genre mm-hmm. and ties it in, you know, with Lara Croft Tomb Raider, among others, mm-hmm. um, digs into its problematic nature a little bit. And the article even brings up Quartermain and King Solomon's Mine, uh, the mm-hmm. hunter from, from before. 
Um, and Christopher Haney, a uh, historian at Pennsylvania State, um, talks about the origins of the genre as having represented in, in very colonialist terms, very racist terms, which mm -hmm. checks the fuck out. Yeah. Um, both Haney and anthropologist Susan Pilar Birch, who is also quoted in the article, advocate for the presence of a decolonized perspective in further stories of this nature. And the mm -hmm. author of the article asks, what if we take seriously the idea that our society needs to reckon with the ghosts of its past? Filmmakers could create villains who, working under the banner of anthropology, robbed the graves of indigenous people or colonial era settlers who murdered indigenous people. And like mm -hmm. talking about taking that kind of Indiana Jones-esque character and flipping them on their head and making mm -hmm. them the villain. Right. Um, which the, you know, the author then goes on to say it's unlikely to happen because in order to do that, we need to examine our own complicity right. in colonialism and in that genocide. And so it's mm -hmm. unlikely to happen because largely white audiences are going to be like, that's not fun. Yeah. I'm sad <laughs> about it. And like, and so it's, it's so it maybe maybe this genre of archaeological adventure needs to die because yeah. um, there are plenty of other places in which treasure hunting and mystery happen and are good. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like National Treasure, it's got some great bits. Um, but so, and, and so it's a real, it's a real bummer to consider the problem, problematic nature of Indiana Jones. You know, I grew up mm -hmm. on Indiana Jones. Uh, I've loved Indiana Jones. The theme music is excellent. Harrison mm -hmm. Ford's portrayal is excellent. The writing's quippy and fun and the plots are interesting and exciting. Like they're great action movies, mm -hmm. but I, you know, looking at them through the end, the lens of anthropology and also just like mm -hmm. giving a fuck yeah. about indigenous people and about people of color. Um, his adventurous antics and rugged good looks just like, they're not enough to overshadow the injustices yeah. of the premise. Um, and so that's, you know, it's, a, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's a bummer, but Indiana Jones. Yeah. Not, not great. Um, I'm just like him. You are. You're just like him. Not great. Not <laughs> Um. I feel like there is a universe in which we can take the character Indiana Jones, take the idea of the archaeological adventure, mm -hmm. and make it about returning things to the people they originated from. Indiana Jones, Robin Hood crossover. Like a little bit though. Like instead <laughs> of him being like, "This, I'm going to take this because the Nazis were going to take this, but it belongs mm -hmm. in a museum, being like, I'm going to take this because the Nazis were going to take this and it belongs to these people. Yeah. I also, like, it is weird because Indiana Jones does start as, like, this, like, archaeological adventure thing. Yeah. And then, like, eventually they're just, like, aliens. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> are you referring to a fourth Indiana Jones film that doesn't exist and has never existed uh, and is not part of the Indiana Jones canon I and was see. never made? <laughs> I think you're talking about something that was never made and is just a bad fan fiction we all accidentally dreamed up together. Okay. Yeah. Um, sure. Well, I actually... Um, <laughs> Indiana Jones is another one of these series, like Star Wars, that I know mainly through the Lego adaptations uh, as, as the video games, mm -hmm, uh, the Lego, mm -hmm. so I know Lego Indiana Jones, Yeah, yeah. Um, which is mainly how I know the plot yes. of Indiana Jones. Yeah. I've seen the first movie. I do like the idea of like taking Indiana Jones and having him do just anything do else. Do better. Having um, Indiana Jones do better. Yeah. We could put Indiana Jones in modern day. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. we could toss him. Like, I would like to see Indiana Jones like try to figure out how to send a text. I think that would be entertaining. <laughs> Indiana Jones a... has to recover missing cryptocurrency. <laughs> Indiana Jones has to send a fucking email. Yeah, yeah. I would be into Indiana Jones if 
in modern day, if the plots were a little more heisty, a little more like mm-hmm. steal from the rich e, yeah, like like good. you were saying with a Robin Hood kind of crossover, yeah. like if I Indiana like Jones that. was in o- Ocean's Eleven, I would be really into that. That would be good. Harrison Ford was in Ocean's Eleven. I'd be really <laughs> into that. No, yeah, I do, I do like that concept of Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones got woke. Yes. Now, yes. Uh, he's. I think he's still a professor. Uh, he just cannot fucking figure out how to get that that powerpoint presentation full screen yeah yeah yeah. but uh he does have a lot of good plans on how to steal from the british museum yes Um, yes absolutely and return antiquities yes return those antiquities to where they belong Mm -hmm. yeah um and he he teams up with the guy from black panther who wants to do the same thing indiana jones enters the marvel cinematic universe you're talking about killmonger i'm talking about killmonger it's funny that you say that because they bring Killmonger up in the article. Oh, they talk about yeah. how needing a Killmonger-esque figure to yeah. point out the problematic nature of yeah. this. So bringing, bring, why, why get a Killmonger-esque figure when, when you, you could have Killmonger. Killmonger? Exactly. Genius. Um, so yeah, Indiana Jones is your latest and greatest Marvel superhero. We're back at Marvel, I'm sorry. Oh, it's but... a bummer because now I can't watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't watch it's it. It's Indiana Jones Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways, Killmonger, Indiana Jones team up. Um, but I think this time they're they well, Killmonger undies. He comes back. He um, undies. <laughs> spoilers. He undies. He undies. Um, Indiana Jones is there. Um, and then they it's sort of like a uh, buddy cop thing, but yes. they're not cops. They're actually the opposite of yes, cops. Yes, they're the opposite of cops. <laughs> they're actually not cops at all. Oh my god, and one time they go to a hotel and there's only one and bed. And there's only one bed. Oh my god, oh. it's so good though. We're so good at movies, We're Shit. so good at movies. <laughs> We're so good at movies. Caden. <laughs> yeah. Hit me with your next thing. Rachel, it's time to step back into the ball zone. Oh, yes! That's Take right. me to the ball zone, baby! Right. I'm excited! Come, come on in, Dri- dribble, dribble, dribble. Swing batter, in. batter, into the ball zone we go! Yeah, we are... Do you feel that? Do you feel that? We're in the ball zone. Oh my god, now. yeah. You ready? You're here with us. <laughs> Close your eyes and picture it. The energy, what? it tastes like lemon? Yeah, and it smells like leather and sweat. Mmm. Mm. Smell the ball zone. <laughs> Take a whip, baby. Um, get a get on in there. Get a good whip. I'm gonna die. <laughs> oh God, Caden, thank um, you for bringing me to the ball zone. Today. Yeah, uh, it's a pleasure to have you in, yeah. in here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is here too. Jesus, do you have anything you'd like to say? Uh, I um, nope. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend to be Christ. Not a good look for our podcast, probably. Um. So, anyways, uh, my my this ball zone like last time was pretty specific. It was just like I hate golf. Um. This is more general. Mm. Um. Just about sports. This is a very general thing about sports. Uh huh. Um, and it's like, I think that it's terrible that, pe- like, like sports fans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. take sports as seriously as they do. God, big agree. Because 
I like sports. Yeah. Like, I, like, I have played sports. Yeah. I've watched sports yeah. before. And, like, I dabble in sports. Like, yeah. I enjoy participating yeah. in sports stuff. Yes. But but it's the pressure. Mm-hmm. Sports are very fun. And I, and I don't have an issue with people competing in sports, being serious about their sport. I think that that is fine. I think that... I think that like that is a craft uh, yeah, that a craft you're dedicating thing. yourself to. We get that, and I think that that is fine. But as someone who's been to sports games, mm-hmm. the, the sports games, the sports games, um, sports are ridiculous. Yes, they are. They're very silly. It's, like, it's the <laughs> only thing on earth that can make someone who loves their child into an absolute fucking monster screaming go home kids go home like it's yeah. they make you all they can make people horrible yeah yeah they definitely can and like that is like my my issue with like not sports i th- i like sports i don't yeah. have a problem i like i just people get so self-serious yes. about their love for sports yeah. that it becomes a major aspect of their personality yeah, yeah. as opposed to something that you just enjoy sometimes. Yeah. Which, like, I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. if, you, if you just, like, enjoy a thing. Like, That's sports great. are entertaining. Love it what is, you love, is, my dude. Yeah, it is entertainment. Yes. Um, it is very fun. Um, like, it is cool to see people do things that you in your lifetime could never even conceive and, of doing. It's and, awesome and to even see people like, do cool stuff. Emotionally invest in that if you want. Mm-hmm. Like, love it. Be be excited when your team wins and be sad when your team loses. Like, right. I get that. Yeah, but it is just, like, I guess specifically, like, what I'm talking about is people getting so, like, so invested in sports that they are, like, Smashing TV. God, yeah. That they are like uh, hitting like, the streets with bats. Like, right. Yeah. Like the, there are so many riots. Yeah. That are just because sports. Because teams sports won did bad. Yeah. Lost. It doesn't really matter whether they won or lost. As it turns like, out, there's a riot. Yeah. Regardless, sometimes. Yeah. It reminds me. If I if I may, it reminds me a little bit of uh. <laughs> the whole like Szechuan sauce thing from Rick and Morty, <laughs> yeah. where it's like now I don't want to tell people I like Rick and Morty because like <laughs> yeah, it's the same kind of thing where it's like y'all took this way too far and now it's not yeah. fun for us. Yeah, but, like, and like I like I think that going like watching sports on TV is fun. It is entertaining, but I think that going to a sporting competition is where like you really get the sense of how silly sports are. Yeah, completely. Because, like, when you go, like, everyone's wearing, like, silly stuff. Yeah. They've got, like, face paint on. Yeah. Which is silly. And then, like, like, this, like, when you actually go to sporting competitions, like, there's always, like, some sort of entertainment that is beyond the sports. Totally, right? totally, Like, totally. there's, like, the kiss cam. Yeah, like, which a halftime thing. thing. There's a halftime like, show. Yeah. And there's, like, concessions. Yeah. And, like, if you're, especially, I love minor league baseball games. If you're, there's, like, busy bat contests. Yeah, and absolutely. Like kids, like, running the bases. All sorts like, of fun, like, yeah. in community involvement. Right. And, yeah. Right. It is, like, that is all, like, really fun stuff. Yes. And I don't understand how you could go to something like that and then get so fucking pissed off right, while right, you're there that right. you're like that you're like burning a player's jersey because Seriously. they did badly. Or well, like, like as a spectator, what gives you the right bud? Could you do better? <laughs> or like even like 
Like, I understand that rivalries are fun, but being like, every single Dodgers fan is a piece of shit well, and like, I hate yeah. them. Oh, like, at it's that all point, wild Are thing. you having fun? Yeah, you're not having fun. I don't think you're fun. having fun anymore. I think right. you think you're having fun because you haven't examined it yet. Right. You're having fun with being part of something, but you right. haven't noticed that the way you are participating in that thing is not fun. Right. Like, you are, yeah. And I mean, like, anyone can take the fun out of anything. And like yes, that's just can. like that's just the truth. That's just how but the I world feel like, works. Like sports get this really like I something that I like that frustrates me is that sports get this really like toxic culture yes. about them where a lot of communities aren't invited into sports. Absolutely. Like, a lot of like it's I don't know, especially in my experience, like queer people in general yes. are like really excluded from sports. Yes. That they would enjoy yes. because sports are fun. Well, like, but like, there's this idea that like, right. Like because of like all of these other issues, like, yeah. like queer people are excluded from sports, but those people would love it. Yeah. Like, and like so from fun. the bottom to the top, that exclusion happens. Right. Like we're talking exactly. about trans athletes, not even being right. able to compete. And like, right. it, you're totally right that there's this very white heteropatriarchal Ness to mm-hmm. sports that mm-hmm. dictates that and makes that I think it's a particularly toxic masculinity thing that For makes sure. that kind of fandom yeah. happen. It, like it and it, I mean like right like sports were originally war games and so yeah. we're descending from that sort of right. deal which is like I guess it takes a while to separate yourself from that. But like not really Donnie, you were born in 1976. Yeah. <laughs> what but, war right. games did you play? <laughs> But it, yeah, it's like it's a game. It's fun. Yeah, and uh, it's just it gets so out of hand that people so get so hand. just like it just makes it not fun for people who want to enter into sports, not like at who want all. to who want to watch, who want to play. When God. there's all of these people who are like just angry sports fans, or they're just gatekeeping like, and shitty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or they're like, oh, you you like basketball? Name all the stats. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, like, I remember okay. like as a kid, I really wanted to play sports, and we had mm-hmm. intramural sports at my school. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I remember trying to play soccer, and like none of the boys would pass me the ball. Right. And it's just like so yeah. it's that that right from the beginning that gatekeeping starts right. because that's how we train kids mm-hmm. who are into sports to behave. It's right. like this is our thing. You don't belong here. Exactly. It's shitty. So I did a I did a little bit of research onto like I think I just googled like why are sports fans like that? Um, <laughs> TM. <laughs> why are sports fans like that? TM. I think I said why are they so intense or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Um, and so there is this uh this article in the psychologicalscience.org. Ooh. Um, which I I don't know. Maybe it's legit. Who knows? It's got a dot org domain. It's got a dot so like, org, so it's got to be real. It's got to be legit. Speaking of, you can find our new website <laughs> at theterriblepod.org. Yeah. Where uh, everything is a fact. Donate all of your money. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll give you facts. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, essentially, like, this article sort of... And it, I feel like this this article, it didn't tell me anything I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, like, sports are all about, like, a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's about, like finding this community yeah, totally. um and like um yeah like coming together around like whatever your like favorite team totally. is um, about bonding and about mm-hmm. friendship right exactly um which i feel like people lose sight of you yeah. know they get so caught up in like the rivalries well i think and i think that people it's not even necessarily maybe that they completely lose sight of it it's mm-hmm. that they lose sight of the fact that building kinship and 
excluding others that mm-hmm. don't exist within that kinship group mm-hmm. are kind of they're two separate things and right. one you don't have to exclude others to build your kinship group and i think right. that's where people get lost right and this actually i just thought of this parallel mm. brings me to a game called blaseball Oh my god. Um so Blaseball God bless Blaseball uh, is a <laughs> It's a sport. It's a sport. Um it is a uh it is a a computer game, I guess is the word. Is it? Though? I don't know. I don't know what to call it because it's it's an. I would inter- call it more of a discussion forum. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a discussion forum, but it, it is a game yeah. that you play on the internet, mm-hmm. um, with other people, mm-hmm. um, and. Boy, it's pretty hard to explain, but essentially, it's a clicker game where, like, you bet on these baseball teams. Baseball is is a new sport that is like baseball, but everything is wrong. is wrong and everything <laughs> is uh, just weird. And it's happening all the time automatically. Yes, um, and it, it runs off of an algorithm. That's yeah. the way that it actually works. And then, so essentially, it's an algorithm that runs. There are different players on every team. Yeah. It, functions like baseball but there's a bajillion goofy wacky rules yeah. um all of the players are like monsters and ghouls or yeah. whatever and, the, and people get you know evaporated mm-hmm. by referees exactly and, yeah it's it, really fun it's, it's just like a complete nonsense sport yeah, essentially um and what is really cool about uh about baseball is that in my experience like when I when I played baseball, yeah, <laughs> when, when yeah. I was like, because the way that the game actually functions is that you bet on teams and you have a team that is your favorite team, which um, is by the way the first thing you have to pick. Yeah, without upon knowing, logging into baseball, without knowing anything right, at without all, without knowing anything, you just have to pick a team. Yeah, which is really how you do it in any sport. In any it's sport, like whatever, really, if you think whatever about sport it. your parents liked, really, kind of. <laughs> like, yeah, that's sort of like how it happens, or like based on where you live. Yeah, um, a which bit. is like not any different. Yeah. You know? So, anyways. Um, and so, but in my experience with baseball, it's an incredibly inclusive thing yes. where like everyone is so fun about it, where it's so like everyone it. loves their own team, but they don't dislike any of the no, other teams. Not at and all. like everyone is like so supportive of like all of the other like teams. So like the way that like people talk to each other mm-hmm. is, is it's through discord. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a whole discord, um, which is like a messaging essentially yeah um where you can like have conversations with a bunch of different people that you don't know it's like slack for nerds <laughs> it's like slack for gamers yeah. Um, yeah um but in my experience like being in those like in that discord server everyone is incredibly welcoming yeah. they're like willing to explain the rules of the sport yeah. the sport, the sport um, you. to you um and it's just like it really forms this like really incredible community mm-hmm. and like the creators of the game were very like intentional about doing this yes. but then like the community just like took it and ran with and it and ran with it and, and was like, the kind of people that are drawn to baseball are mm-hmm. the kind of people that are drawn to that kind of community right and the kind of people that i think would be drawn to real sports if they weren't excluded from them wow that's so such a good point, Kaden. Because baseball is full of like people that you wouldn't expect to be into sports. Yes. It's like very queer. There's a lot of women. Yes. And it's just like That's it's so like true, all of the dude. people who have been excluded from sports. And yeah. it's like it gives it gives that like thing that you like about sports, yeah. which is like rooting for people, feeling like you're a part of the game. Yeah. And that and part of it too is that like you can like vote and make choices to change the game of baseball. Yes. Um, which I would say, like, in real sports does sort of happen through, like, what fans are, like, doing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, and, like, so 
it just forms this community mm-hmm. that is like it's such a cool it's not an experiment it's a, no, game, it's a game but it shows what sports could be in yes. the sort of microcosm totally in a way that. that like i think is wonderful yeah and, and like yeah i think it serves as like a great example of like what sports could be if yeah. you if you like created them like a space intentionally for people to like enjoy that completely it's the same honestly it's the same way i felt about marble league yeah <laughs> it's the same thing where the yeah. stakes are low mm-hmm. and so i've been able marble, to marble league for reference is uh is a marble racing yeah channel. it's marble listen it's called <laughs> yellow's marble runs yellow spelled j-e-l-l-e apostrophe s if you're not already watching marble league Get ready. Marble League 2021 is coming up. We're about to start doing qualifying. It's very exciting. My team has not yet qualified. Dang. They're not automatically in this Marble League, the, the Midnight Wisps. Um, so, but it's, it's a lot of fun there because, they're, yeah, there are marble races where, you know, mm-hmm. it's essentially exactly what it sounds like. We're a bunch of marbles and there's a track and they race down it. Um, but there's also, there the Marble League is specifically like the Olympics. It's got events. Mm-hmm. Um and it's that same kind of thing. People, uh, I watch the events live when they air on YouTube and like people are all up in the chat and like really excited and like mm-hmm. it's super goofy and all the teams have like their own designs and their own little, like the audience does certain things. The audience, which by the way is made of marbles, mm-hmm. um, like does certain things. And like sometimes like a streaker marble will drop onto the track and like sometimes marbles get hurt and it's like, <laughs> it's so much fun. It's, it's exactly the same thing. It's something that like people who would be in the sports if we felt welcome mm-hmm. find ourselves in baseball or in Marble League. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so that, that's what I had to say, um, about Be more that. welcoming in your sports. Yeah, like... You don't need to be a dick to enjoy football. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's great to love sports. I think also maybe just, like, go for a walk. Yeah, <laughs> go for a walk. <laughs> like, you take just, a deep breath. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> and if you're in, and if, if a woman tells you <laughs> she likes a fucking sport and you're about to ask her to name XYZ thing, <laughs> stop and think about your fucking choices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She doesn't need to prove anything to you. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's Hell that. yeah. I would love to be included in more sports. I yeah. would love for that to be something I could enjoy and be, and, and also have it not be people being like, oh, you don't look like a sports type. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wish it was just a thing. Yeah. We could all enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hell yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Terrible, this very first in-person episode of Terrible. Yeah. Um, We're excited to do more of these. I'm excited to do more of these. This ended up, I think, for me feeling more natural than Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Like, once I got over, like, how to make... The fact that I was in your house and my pores were near-year-old pores. Yeah, and really just once I figured out where to put my eyes and, like, striking a balance of looking everywhere else and also into your eyes talking kind of like we were just having a conversation yeah Yeah. no it it was good um yeah looking forward to many more of these um if you want to get in touch with us especially if you have a misconnection for our misconnections Mm -hmm. segment or if you have a screenplay idea we would still love more of those we absolutely would still love your screenplay log lines please send those over you can find us on gmail uh find us on gmail yeah just search just search, just search us on gmail, gmail. yeah um yeah, the terrible pot at gmail.com is where you can email us your screenplays your misconnections your ideas um your compliments your compliments your opinions don't email us your opinions came shaking his head um <laughs> uh and then you can also dm us at our podcast is terrible on instagram uh we're always happy to see you there and of course if you're feeling so moved please rate and subscribe on apple podcasts um it helps us find some audience helps us helps us get your misconnections out into the world so so please mm-hmm. if you're feeling so moved we would really appreciate that thank you so much 
Yeah. Also, just like apologies for the weird upload schedule of these episodes. Um, it's not our fault. Nope. It's uh, it's our editor Bartholomew. Yeah, but um, Bartholomew. The, the, the turnaround time is getting weird. And we need um, to maybe have a meeting and talk about your future with the company. You know, I just I just yeah. want to I just want to know. Listen, I'm not I'm not gonna fire you, but I just want to know that you're serious. About yeah, this. That, that you're committed. That you're committed. You're that you're as committed as we are, <laughs> which is super committed and following the schedule all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so if you if you need to blame someone, blame Bartholomew. Blame Bartholomew. It's um, absolutely one hundred percent his fault. Exactly. It has nothing to do with waffles, French toast, and Wii Sports. Yeah, it doesn't have to do with us just hanging out. No, nope. we can do that now. because we listen, y'all. We saw each other in person for the first time, and like, Caden was the last person I saw in person before I went into lockdown, and it was very exciting to see Caden again in a completely new apartment and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So, and it was Bartholomew's fault anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's a good note to end it on. Yeah. Bartholomew's get it together. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, Stay cool. Drink some water. Yeah. Thank you.